if you've built a relationship with someone and if you're going to do the kinds of things that we're talking about today, there isn't a problem reaching out to have a conversation about getting on a call with a potential lead. It's just at which point in the conversation are you doing it? You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your co-host today, Samantha Riley, and joined by my Thursday co-host, Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim? I'm good, Sam. How are you? I'm doing very well. Made me do right. the intro twice because you decided to cough on something. Cheapest oh, no, right. <laughs> creepers. You uh, must be getting all this healthier from all this walking I'm doing, right? <laughs> Well, you can hope so. You can hope so. Today, we're going to talk about lead generation and specifically what we can do instead of chasing new leads. Chasing leads is my pet hate. <laughs> chasing last, leads last, isn't fun. You know, you know it's, 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 it's not good when your dog runs away from you and it's definitely not good in your business either. Here's the thing, right? People love to buy, but they hate being sold to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now we've both had emails <laughs> in the last hour. <laughs> While we've been recording episodes, both of us have got messages come through that have been perfectly timed. That's all I can say. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read mine and then read, then read yours. And I want you to just, you know, as you're listening to this, just suspend disbelief for a moment and just go, would I buy from this person? Mm-hmm. Okay. Would I get on a call? Right. And both of these, I think, the call to action is let's come on a call this week, right? So my first one, I'll have to actually remove the company name here just to make it a little bit easier. Yeah, to, we're not uh, slamming anyone. This is purely purely for educational purposes so that you can decide <laughs> what, you know, how you want to be attracting leads. Yep. Okay. So hi, you know, this one actually came in. Hi, Tim. Um, incidentally, this one came through. This is it's clearly a broadcast and doesn't have the, um, the unsubscribe link on it. So technically this one's in contravention of the Spam Act. But anyway, let's put that aside. Hi, Tim. I'm with XYZ Company, and I'm responsible for reaching out to businesses who are interested in launching hyper-targeted advertising campaigns outside of social media, blah, 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 okay? Imagine a platform where you can launch a campaign on their websites and TV channels just as easily as a Facebook ad campaign, Facebook ad campaign for the same price. I'd love to know about what channels you're currently utilizing and how they're working for you. Do time this week to hop on a quick call. So my question is, have you had some sort of communication with XYZ company prior to receiving this email? Absolutely no idea who they are. So this is an absolute cold email that's come into your inbox and you've never even heard of the company. Yep. So, you know, I think there's a few assumptions in this email as we start to unpack it, right? Firstly, that I'm, you know, reaching out to businesses who are interested in looking hyper-targeted advertising campaigns. Well, there's an assumption there that I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. So that's my one. And obviously, you know, do I want to do this? Like for me, I'm like, yeah, nope, thanks very much, next, okay? Mm-hmm. It's actually just annoyed me because I now have to spend some time cleaning up out of my inbox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
This episode is made possible by Your Podcast Concierge. Editing your podcast can be time-consuming. Your Podcast Concierge offers comprehensive and affordable podcast production and social media marketing services to help you grow your podcast and business faster. Go to yourpodcastconcierge.com and book a call via the Let's Talk button on the homepage and receive 50% off your first month when you mention Thought Leaders Business Lab. Now, you've got one too. What's yours? Mine actually came in by Facebook Messenger. Now, this is exactly the same as yours. Very cold, as in have not spoken to this person ever before. Hey, Sam. Right now, my partner Nick and I are doing implementation calls at no cost, which show you how to use our client capture system to generate one to five warm leads every week. And don't worry, it's done without complex funnels or spending thousands upfront on ads and email software. Our system is based on a 100% predictable numbers game. No, that's not the whole of the message, but let's just stop it there because I think that's enough. Yeah, I think there's a couple there to me that sort of stand out, right? Firstly, no you know, no implementation costs. I love the, you know, there's a little bit of a try in here to say, hey, look, you don't need complex funnels, blah, 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 right? Guess what? Your complete your tunnels, your funnels are complex. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we just make them up as we go along. So that's, you know, that in itself, I don't necessarily know is the pain point that you've got. Mm-hmm. But the predictable numbers game, that one really stood out for me, mm-hmm. right? And how, like did, how did it stand out? People, not in a good way. It reminds me in some ways of actually being in a pub at 4 a.m. in the morning when I really shouldn't be. Right. Where are you going with this? Because my brain hasn't oh, yeah. caught up. <laughs> right. It's all the really good people have already picked up and left. <laughs> you can tell I've been, I've not been single for a while. Look, I haven't, I haven't either, but it's the one I use. It's, it's one I use, I use fairly often. Right? It's, it's, it's having 10 kids on the first date, right? If I approach enough people, right, with this predictable numbers game, somebody will say yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if I'm drunk enough at 4 a.m. in a pub and, you know, proposition enough women, someone will say, yes, I'm also drunk. Yeah, let's go and do the you know, do the nasty. Yeah, um, so that's but- 100%. <laughs> that, that's where you're 100%. Uh- okay, so, yeah, if we absolutely, if we reach out to enough people, there'll be people who pay, yes. But it, I think the downside of this is it, it very quickly moves us away from attracting our ideal customer. Mm-hmm. It's almost mm-hmm. complete antithesis to the strategy about being deliberate about who it is we want to work with and qualifying our clients as they come to us. Absolutely. So we don't want to be chasing new leads, exactly what we've just said here, but we obviously do need to get new leads. We need to bring leads in to our business every single day. And why I really wanted to talk about this topic today is because I feel like there are people that are holding themselves back from entering into conversations that could potentially lead to them jumping on a call because they're getting these kinds of messages all the time and they don't want to be perceived as being spammy. But I wanted to make it clear that if you've built a relationship with someone and if you're going to do the kinds of things that we're talking about today, there isn't a problem reaching out to have a conversation about getting on a call with a potential lead. It's just at which point in the conversation are you doing it? When you do it as the very first conversation, like, hey, I'm Sam. I'd love you to jump on a call with me. 
that's not so good. But if I've been speaking with someone or I have some authority with someone and we've been having a conversation, it is not a problem to say, hey, let's jump on a call. So it's where this conversation comes in to the the big picture. Yeah, and this, and this, this predictive one I'm saying, okay, there's a little bit in that one. I know it goes on to invite the call and that sort of stuff as well in yours as, as the same as it does in mine. But it's this presumption of two things. Firstly, is there a recognised need in my business to solve mm-hmm. the problem? Mm-hmm. Now, anytime you you do this, whether there's complex funnels and ad spends and everything else attached to it, right, it comes at a cost to your business. It's mm-hmm. either a dollar cost or a resource cost, which mm-hmm. typically has a dollar figure attached to it. Mm. So the one that you said was, you know, it, don't worry, but it's no complex ad spend and stuff. There's still a cost to your business in, in doing an approach like this. Mm. Firstly, you've got to spend time and or money to take this approach. And the second one is that it's, it's a little bit hidden in terms of cost is a reputational cost. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? This is going to burn a lot of people who could be clients, right, if you started to establish a bit of a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just so number one, so what we're talking about, the two pieces that we need to have in our marketing so that people chase us, not us chasing them. You mentioned number one. The prospect needs to have a recognized need. And number two, need to be known as the authority of fixing that problem. But what we want to really help you understand is that people need both because just the recognized need isn't enough. So you said, Tim, in your email, it was something about getting hyper-targeted audience. Is that something that you want? Because I would want that. Yeah, absolutely. I think there, there is that recognised need, right? And obviously, if I didn't have that need, I'd be like, meh, whatever, I'm going to ignore that one. Yeah, yeah like, you know, they've done reasonably well in targeting this, this, you know, this message to us to say, yes, I am interested in launching hyper-targeted advertising campaigns. A, you know, I'm in business. It's a fair assumption that I want to and you know, have this hyper-targeted and really focused spend right, to reach the right person. And that's, me that's too. Okay? I would take right? I would take that one to five leads every day. Yep, that is something I want. So there is a recognized need. What both of these messages are missing is that we don't know them as the authority of fixing that problem. And that's the piece that we want to talk about today. And you do need both, don't you, right? About the only time I thought we were reflecting before this thing, you know, have we ever bought anything in our business from someone who wasn't recognized as authority in fixing the problem we had? Right. And we couldn't we couldn't think of anything except maybe when I go to a new restaurant and go, well, <laughs> let's just let's just try this one out. Right? <laughs> Recognize need, I'm hungry, right? And you happen to be serving food. But in our business, you know, no. Mm. Almost never will we buy something. We don't Absolutely. From a technology standpoint, we don't do it from a consulting standpoint. You know, we certainly don't do it from a reserve standpoint, right? So let's let's look at these two things, right? Firstly, Recognised need, that's up to your customer or your prospect, but how do we become the authority or the recognised authority in fixing that problem? That's that's the next step. Absolutely. Now, there's two different sorts of authority. There is transferred authority, which comes from other people, and there's earned authority, which we, which we build on our own. And again, we need to have, I believe we need to have both of these. Do you think one of these is more powerful than the other, Sam? Um, I don't, 
I was going to say transferred authority. However, as I was about to say it, my brain was still going, put the brakes on, Sam, because the only way you're going to get the transferred authority is with the end authority. Yes. So I think that they, that we need we need both for them to both work. Well, let's let's break those down. Let's talk about transferred authority first. So transferred authority typically comes from things like speaking, being a guest on a podcast, joint ventures, or referrals. Okay. So what is happening in transferred authority is the person who's putting you on stage, putting you on the podcast, doing that joint venture or referring you has some standing of authority with the prospect. Respect who's referring to you, okay? So you're not going to get on stage or someone, you know, isn't going to attend an event unless they recognise the person who holds an event as an authority in that space, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and by them putting you on that stage, you become an authority because that authority is now transferred to you mm-hmm. or part of that authority is transferred to you, right? So you become the on-stage expert. Mm-hmm. Now, you'll see these on you know, flyers for summits and blah, 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 and here's all your little speaker heads and, you know, just by having your little speaker head there becomes you become the authority, you know, for that particular subject, right? Now, mm-hmm. you've done that. This podcast is one as well. Um, you know, I've got a couple of speaking engagements coming up very shortly where I'm not the organiser of the event, but some of that authority is transferring to me mm-hmm. in my space. Yep, Absolutely. Okay. Referral possibly being the most powerful one of those altogether. Referral is one of my favorite kinds of transferred authority. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about the second one, earned authority. Yeah. This is where you create the authority yourself. So this is your, your published content or your authorship. This is your thoughts that you're publishing on your own. It's the events that you're creating, whether that's a live event or whether it's a, you know, a podcast, whether it's a webinar, but they are the things with your name on the banner, the the things where your name is, you are the author. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So transfer authority can be quite quick. You don't need to be previous exposure to that audience. Earned authority takes time, but it's also stickier. Mm. And when you get these right, so when you have your prospect has a recognized need that you can fix, and when you're known as the authority of fixing that problem, that's when you will attract prospects and you won't need to chase new leads. And that's the difference. Absolutely. Okay. Let's quickly recap those. Um, obviously, some really fantastic examples of how not to reach out to people, right? But the two things we need are that our customer has to have a recognized need if we want to fill our funnel with prospects, and we need to be known as the authority in fixing that problem, either transferred from other people or earned as in we do it ourselves, right? Obviously, earned authority takes some time. Absolutely. What's your biggest takeaway from or the biggest thing that you want to leave listeners with in this topic, Tim? To me, I think that if you get this right, you will have people knocking on your door to work with you. And that mm. is a really, really strong position to be in. Mm-hmm. It allows us to do a whole bunch of things. And one of the most valuable ones, obviously, is that we can start to charge whatever sticker price we want to charge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. All right. If we're going to them, again, people don't like to be sold to, but they do love to buy. Mm-hmm. And you'll always, if they come to you, you're always that much closer to getting the results you want. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Which goes on what I was going to say is that when you are the authority in what it is that you're selling, price is no longer something that you need to consider as much, that people will come to you. If you look at anyone in the space that's big names, they have the authority and you expect that you'll be paying more for their services. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, guys, so that's wraps up today's episode. If you've liked it, we'd love to, for you to jump over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook, share your thoughts and comments. Um, of course, we'd really appreciate if you shared your episode. We have noticed that Apple iTunes has changed the way they lay out or layout on, on the thing. Jump onto your phone. There's three little dots there. Look for those, whether it be the top or the bottom of the page. Hit that and hit share for someone who'd get value from this. Uh, hopefully we'll see you all on another episode real soon. Sam, you'll be back next Monday. I will join you again next Thursday. Uh, it's been great having you and thanks for jumping on. Thanks, Tim. And thank you for listening. Ciao for now. It's been great to share another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast with you. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes, the links from today's sponsors, and to download your detailed episode companion for the extensive notes and value bombs we shared today. And if you're looking to connect with other experts and change makers just like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at samanthariley.global forward slash podcast.